But here's what he did. Rhyme it. Do you know how to rhyme it? Oh, please just rhyme it. And he really gets into it. Do you know how to rhyme it? Yes, of course. We will you don't even have to think about it. So let's rhyme it today. Rhyme it. Yes. We are going to rhyme it. Just yeah, that's where he just that's where I'm I like Everybody I'm not gonna remember any of it. That's good. That's the way to go. the Rams today and ram it. Now he's like on his feet. How are you Whose house? Wow. Ram What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Rams Brothers the Pod, and I'm your host, Dean, and I'm joined by my brother and the other host of this show, Nick. And Nick, three and nine, uh, worst record by a defending Super Bowl champion in NFL history. I'm going to start it off with that, and then we're going to go up from there. How are you? Is that true? They're the worst defending champ? Worst record in uh, Super Bowl history, Super Bowl era history from a defending Super Bowl champion. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense because most why I'm wearing teams, the hat. Yeah, most teams, they don't deserve me wearing a hat today. Um, yeah. Even though I didn't, I, I mean, I liked what I saw, but still, three and nine. I, the injuries plagued our team this year. You know, they did it all last year. They're tired. And, you know, it was a, and I know I've been saying this all year, but that's last, like Sunday was like watching a St. Louis Rams game, you know? It's like they almost won. They were in it. They were competitive. But at the very end, defense couldn't hold up, and they blew it. The defense blew it in the end. I I still felt optimistic, though. I still felt like there were enough moments in that game to be able to take away, you know, five, six players, some momentum going into the next game, obviously, short week with the Raiders coming up. So this episode will be inclusive of us talking through the game as a recap and then also kind of previewing a little bit of the Raiders and also another segment of Monday Pain which was a segment, Nick, that you and I were hoping to uh, to get rid of. We were hoping to do a Monday fun day in case they were to win the game. But we did say in the last episode that if the offense scores more than 21 points in this game, then you should be appeased. Right? Yes. There's, they, they did enough situationally. I think they came prepared. The first drive of the game, they marched right down the field, seven plays or 10 plays, 77 yards and a touchdown. So I, I from the game plan perspective, from a coaching perspective, you know, it took a lot for the Rams to not win this game. There's so many players hurt. And it was the first time that Pete Carroll had won on the road uh, against the Rams since 2017. So it's been five years since that has happened. It, it took a lot for them not to, you know, come away with a win in this game. Yeah. And it seemed like there was more energy this game that we've seen since like week four. You know, uh, Ramsey and Wagner on the sideline, like yep, hyping everybody totally. up. Um, McVeigh felt really confident, or not? I mean, it just seemed like the McVeigh of yore. He's out there. He's trying to put plays together. He's excited when the offense is is clicking. And yeah, I mean, there's no doubt in my mind. Stafford, Cup, and Donald are in that game. We roll over them, like easily roll over them because. The schemes are there, and the creativity was there. It's just the playmakers weren't. And Wolford, you know, I don't, I, I don't know how he has a has a job as a backup, let alone a <laughs> second string versus a third string. And and McVeigh thinks he's like Kingdom Come. I mean, 
How many times is he gonna tell him to throw the ball deep? He throws moon balls. Doesn't have the arm strength. No, no that's that's no one flaw about him. Yeah, yeah, he but still McVeigh did call a good game. And I thought that there were enough run concepts, boots, you know, getting Wolford out of the pocket that made him look good at times, which is all coaching, right? I mean, you could if you could make John Wolford look good in moments when he doesn't have to necessarily push the ball downfield, he could hit on a couple of midfield targets in the second layer. Uh, I don't know. I think, like you mentioned, you thought that the, the playmakers weren't really there. On the defensive side of the ball, they weren't. On the offensive side of the ball, it seemed like these players are stepping up to to outwell Brandon Powell, Ben Skronik, and it, it's almost there. You know, I just felt like there was enough to be able to take away from this game to carry over into the next week and at least be happy with some of the development that's happening with some of these young kids. Like, I was encouraged whenever Brandon Powell touches the ball, which is something we've been begging for, it seems like he's able to at least bust, you know, an eight-yard carry, and he can make a couple men miss. Like that's what you need from the run game. Cam Akers looked a little bit more like himself in this game. So I don't know. What were your thoughts just from the offense in general? Um, I love what I saw from Tutu. Love what I saw from Powell and Akers. Uh, grain of salt, though, because Seattle can't stop anybody on the run. No, they can't. So, They're allowing the uh, the fourth most total rushing yards in the entire season. Right. They, so, yeah, they're bad. Um, but what I saw from Powell particularly stood out in my mind, even though McVeigh is talking about how it's his fault that Tutu's not getting the ball enough. And I'm like, well, you got somebody, Brandon Powell, who you get him the ball, he doesn't even really need space. Like he, he found the lanes yeah. like a running back multiple times to break away and just get on that, you know, that fast boost. Um, I, I mean, yeah, there were a lot of things to enjoy. I'm sitting there. I'm, I'm hoping for plus seven. And, you know, when when they needed a drive, two touchdowns in this game, both of them, courtesy of Cam Akers. And, they, you know, they weren't just like, you know, uh, fourth and inches. They were, you know, they were like eight, seven yard, like hard yards, uh, yards fought that, that he got in there. So that's, you know him returning back to the cam of your, and then when you pick up all the pieces on the, after the off season's over, you have a chance. Um, I did see something today though. And I know we're not talking about defense yet. And maybe I'll just hold, I'll just hold my tongue until we get to defense, but it was a, it was a stat about Ramsey. That was uh, horrible. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, it seems like the emotion side of it, at least in the second half, the defense was a roller coaster throughout this entire game. We'll get back to them, but it felt like in the first half, specifically like if the the offense is scoring points they're not putting the defense in position to fail right they're not putting their their defense in awkward situations they're not you know having issues converting third downs not giving the opposing offense short fields and it's you know it's not i didn't feel like the offense was doing things that they've done that has built their personality of the team this year like in this game right so i didn't feel like throughout this entire year, the defense is getting the ball and they're walking onto the field and the offense has a short field to work with, or the offense, you know, is it's the, they were just on the field, you know, two minutes prior and the offense turned the ball over or the offense went three and out. So their three and out rate was the highest. It has been this entire season. I think it was the highest in the league prior to this week, which it still could be. So I don't know. I, it's like Cam Akers, 17 carries for 60 yards. Like an average of three point five yards per carry. I, is it the Cam Akers of your? Maybe not, but no, it seems like he's on, he's on the right track. Yeah, three and yeah. A, three and a half yards per carry isn't anything impressive, but no. But the you know, if you look at the 
the fantasy points, he ended up with like 19 because he got scored twice. Points. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it was a shame because I felt like they did enough to win in the game. They just didn't, the offense and the defense couldn't click simultaneously. So when you force the turnovers on defense, you can't go three and out, you know? Right. Like you have to push the ball downfield, at least get three at that point. And it felt like every time the defense made a big stop, that's when the offense couldn't do anything. Yeah, then, basic basic complimentary football. Right. And then after, you know, and then you have back to Seattle, they kick three, and now they're up four. You kick another one, now they're up one. And you just, like, you you get trapped when you can't find the end zone like that. And then when you allow, you know, defense to make a great play and they turn the ball over and you get nothing from it. So it's a, you know. It was – I definitely think they they deserved the win. But then again, at the same time, Seattle also did plenty to win that game. So, But it was close. It was it, um, it was nice to see them fight throughout the game, which is something that we haven't even been able to see. For That's what I was thinking. You at least got some fight out of them. Like at least the defense showed some emotion, some passion. I feel like you haven't seen that from either side of the ball. And it's just because you don't necessarily have the playmakers there and things aren't coming together. But it seems like from this game that things could potentially be moving in the right direction from some of the players that you were hoping were going to develop in this year, right? If they had some time to be able to get onto the field, you're hoping that Tutu Atwell can come to fruition. Michael Hoyt, or Hoyt rather, as looks like he on the defensive side of the ball, looks like he could be a potential starting defensive end. You know, you got guys like A.J. Curie and, and um, Coleman Shelton, like guys that could potentially be fighting for a, for a role next year. Like there's a lot of good things that I feel like are coming out of this, but at the same time, it, you have to be consistent week to week with how you're building the game plan too. Like Brandon Powell got three carries. He had 45, 40, yeah, three carries for 45 yards, 15 yards per carry. Like that's productive offense. Like I'm happy to see what he was able to bring to the table Two two out. Well, I thought he had more targets, he had five targets. Two receptions, 48 yards. He was the leading receiver. A lot of Rams fans felt like this is what kind of apology we owe to him. I, I owe you an apology, Tutu. I wasn't really familiar with your game. <laughs> That's how I and, felt after watching this game. You know, he's actually yeah. a little bit of a playmaker. I think it's hard for the offense to be consistent when you have different quarterbacks week in and week out. Yeah. So some of these guys probably have better rhythms with Wolford, while some of them probably at this point are more comfortable with Perkins. Yep. Yep. And as much as we can sit here and say one of those guys is better than the other, really both of them are, are subpar you know, you're not going to get anywhere with them as your quarterback, unless you have literally the 49ers team because they do everything else. Amazing. Um, Which is why a third string can come in and look better than Jimmy G. Brock Purdy, man. I'll tell you, I've never seen anything like it. No, they'll be, they'll still be good. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, you have these, uh, you know, you have these two guys and I'll give Wolford some credit. He definitely picked up a little bit on his legs, but he's, he's not going to win you any games. No, he's not. You need a lot more, uh, on the defense to be able to have him start and expect to win. And the only time it really worked is when they had the brand, that Brandon Staley defense and he came in and he won a game. Um, because their defense was just, you know, lights out. Um, and now with, you know, this bend don't break defense forces you to score a lot of points and, you, you know, 
23 was good, but wasn't enough. No, no. I mean, John Wolford was, what was his final stat line for 14 of 26 for 178 yards, an average of 6.8 yards per attempt, two interceptions, sacked four times, QBR of 22.4 and a rating of 43. The funniest thing to me is every time I see him on the field, I'm just reminded that there were Rams fans that thought he was a better starting option than Jared Goff, which is just. Which is insane. Insane. I mean, if you have, yeah, if you have Jared Goff in in yesterday's game, right, I think you win the game. I don't think it's close. Oh, my God. He's been. The way he's been playing. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's no turnovers, over 111 passer rating. Just the fact that I saw the ball moving on the offense side of the ball, I think I was I was happy enough. I, I think my expectations were so incredibly low with this team at this point. Like, if even if you're expecting to see a Fisher type offense, you know, you, your expectations are still remarkably low. If you see 21 points in a game, you're very much happy with the way that the offense was able to produce. The defense is really the the side that you have to have a gripe with. Because it's guys like David Long, guys like Taylor Rapp, who are not going to be on the team next year. But you're also looking for guys like Darion Kendrick to step up. You're looking for for Colby Durant to step up. You're looking for Michael Hoyt to step up. And Jonah Hill. And who else was rotating on the – or Jonah Hill. Jonah Williams on the defensive line. Like Who else are you looking for to be able to step up in those kind of situations? You know, Greg Gaines, you know, you're hopeful that he's able to come back next year. So there's a lot of, of – pieces that I feel like you can kind of keep your eye on. But Michael Hoyt stood out in all of this. Like it was Kobe Durant and Michael Hoyt. I feel like when their opportunities are presented to them, they're able to, to make something out of it. They look like they have a good first instinct. Michael Hoyt's not even somebody that was playing the position throughout his career coming up. You know, he's just really just somebody that they moved out of position into a position of need. And he seems like he can feel the position pretty well. He's doing everything that they could ask of him to do. And then there's, you know, guys like Russ Yeast, who the Rams were celebrating that penalty that he committed. And my first instinct was, why is this, why is the whole defense celebrating a penalty? Like this is a rookie. You're supposed to be teaching him fundamental tackling. You know, you want him to be able to make a play versus rather than commit a penalty. But I think that they just felt like it was such a good play, like instinctually. He broke on the play. He was, I think he knocked the ball out. Um, he hit him so damn hard that this, I like you almost don't see that as often anymore in this league that the whole game kind of stopped for a second. So like those are three guys. You can go Russ East, Kobe Durant, and Michael Hoyt. You know, three guys that are kind of on every level that, uh, you know, I'm optimistic about. So if they could be starting caliber players for your team moving forward, you should be somewhat happy with what you have. And with that hit as well, it's such a bang, bang play. Yeah, it almost looked like you know the receiver of the catch kind of ducked his head down a little bit because our guy's coming at him, you know, putting his head down a little bit. But I don't know that that was a tough call. I think that's why you were going to receive the um, you know the applause on the sideline because right. in real time it really just looks like a great like a great hit ball flies out. You know, yeah, that was my thought was how much lower can you go. Yeah, really. I mean, he's like, he's ducking low, I guess, because he put his head down, but I don't, you know. Right. The only difference is that he gets hit with the face mask as opposed to the helmet. But the only thing that was missing really in this game, I was I was waiting for the fake punt every time. I'm like, oh, here it is. Here it is. It's coming up. It's coming up. <laughs> and they didn't, uh, they didn't pull the trigger. But at this point, I'm like, why not? Like, 
Yeah, I just what I don't do we have it. to lose? We're gonna well, lose. It's, like a, it's like a Seattle tradition to, to run at least one fake punt against that team. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, just the Rams in general. But no, I mean, I didn't want to see it. I never want to see it. I I, <laughs> I want to see players moving in the right direction. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, but I mean, like we've come, we've come so far from that. Now I'm watching guys like Austin Trammell. Like I'm sitting there with Dad watching the game yesterday. He's like. Who's Trammell? Who's that guy? Never seen him before. <laughs> you watch any of the preseason? Like, and that was one of the things too that because the team looks so much like the way that it does in the preseason, or did rather in the preseason, like your expectations of them can be somewhat high because if they catch a team on the right day, I don't think Seattle's that great of a football team. Like the Texans, they played their entire backup offense. In that the offensive line was obviously a little bit better. I think I don't know if that was the game Logan Russ got hurt. I can't remember, but I remember the the whole Texans starting defense was playing against the Rams' backups. I think they won that game in the preseason. So you know, there's reasons why, and I, that's why I thought they were going to be such a good team this year. Was their whole second team offense is better than than the entire Texans team? But I, it's just it's not there. So. I think there's just guys like Austin Trammell, like Kyron Williams. Do you think Kyron Williams can play? You think he's I mean, like he's going to be a player on this team at all, or is he like a Daryl Henderson replacement? I was going to bring that up to you because we're at the point where, you know, we tried to get rid of Cam this offseason. I'm sure we're just going to be unloading um, of assets. Sorry, the the Lacroix is getting in my throat. Um, <laughs> I thought we, and Cam is is right for the departure. Sure. So I guess they were in the mode of, I really want to beat P. Carroll. I really want to win this game. Um, so they were like, a Cam's our best option. But to me, I'm like, why is Williams not getting the ball more? Like particularly, no, you know, at these, you know, because we might be in a position next year where he's our number one guy, which is terrifying. But I think, Truly, I believe they're going to go out next year and get some kind of caliber running back. All right. Well, listen to this list. I'm going to give you 2023 free agent running backs. You ready okay. for that? And you t tell me which one this is going to be better than telling me which one that you you would want. Tell me which one that you wouldn't want. Okay. You ready? Yes. Saquon. Oh, he's da New York will sign him. <laughs> Damian Harris. Eh. Josh Jacobs. Out of those three? No, no, no. There's, there's a lot more. Okay. Wait. <laughs> yeah. Well, I got my pen. Which one do you not want so far? Harris. Okay. Tony Pollard. Oh. <laughs> I love Pollard. He's so good. Miles Sanders. No reaction. No? Because <laughs> he's an eagle? No, I... That offense is great because they have Jalen Hurts that can run the ball as well. And they have like, a, an awesome yeah. offensive line. Yeah, like, come on. David Montgomery. I like him. I know, I know you do. Devin Singletary. Pass. Pass. All right, first one. We're seven into the list and <laughs> the first one that you'll pass on. No, I pass um, on Harris, Sanders, and Singletary. Oh, right, okay. Um, Rashad Penny. Pass. <laughs> Alexander Madison. Pass. Really? Yeah. I would take him as but a second that's, guy. That's the guy that they'll get. Kareem that's Hunt. That's probably who they'll get. Someone like 
if you can get Jacobs or Pollard and you can get some people on the offensive line during the draft, boom, problems solved. How about Kareem Hunt? Yeah, I would love that. Even yeah. though even I think he has some bad off-field stuff, right? How about uh, Jamal Williams? Oh, God. <laughs> I don't want him away from Jared. Keep him with Jared. <laughs> and uh, last one on the list is Daryl Henderson. Mm. Pass. Mm. <laughs> Let me see. Do I have any others? Jeff Wilson. Mm-mm. Boston Scott. Nah. N- not even a real option. No, they're not even real some real starters. That's no. a pretty decent list, Nick. Yeah. I would say the That's replacement. Yeah, there's a, a very there's an eligible bachelor out there looking I hope they I for the love of God, with that many good running back free agents, do not draft a running back. Sneed, I'm looking right at the camera, I'm talking to you. You're not good at drafting running backs. <laughs> <laughs> Todd Gurley was the only one that was fantastic, and that was obvious. All right, less. So just f the picks and and grab one in free agency. Gosh. So there's Golly. enough. There's enough. You'll take Josh Jacobs, is what you're saying. I would crawl for Josh Jacobs. I know. I know you would. Uh, all right. Well, what do you say we go into a little Monday pain? Okay. Wait. Hold on. But let me just speak on the defense for a second. Yeah. Go ahead. Because I saw today that Ramsey is the um, has let up the most yards by any corner in the league. By any corner, yeah, he's done. He's done. Horns. You think this is his last year with the Rams? I think this is his last year with the Rams. I think he's going to get a podcast and he's going to shit talk him on you know in his podcast when he plays for the Jags next year. He's not playing for the Jags next year. I don't know. I have no idea where he would potentially go. Wonder if he'd go back to the AFC. He's hmm. going back to Duval. No way. No shot. He goes back to Duval. Although Doug Peterson may be the uh, complete Trade opposite him. of Sean McVay. Maybe that's somebody that he wants to play with. Trade him straight up for uh, Anderson. Did you ever see the video of Doug Peterson where he, like, it's just a montage of him telling his players, all right, let's go get ice cream. Yeah. All right. That was the Super Bowl, Time yeah. for ice cream. All right, yeah. guys, let's finish this up, and then we got a bunch of ice cream for you out back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See that man? I don't think Sean McVay does that. I don't think Sean McVay eats ice cream. In fact, I think, McVay, I think uh, like if you ever see the outside of the <laughs> increasingly horrible racist remarks that Cruden had behind closed doors, he was like a tempered, pissed off little guy, um, and I think a lot of that is in Sean, but. Sean has the has good looks, so that takes away a lot of the edge that Gruden naturally has. So I think you have like an annoyed man right now, and 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 I he's probably calm because they won the Super Bowl, but I think he's behind closed doors. He's probably pissed off at a lot of these players. Oh, I could imagine that he is. I mean, what's there not? He doesn't like to lose. Like nobody does. I, I wouldn't. Not at home. No, not at home. They're two and five at home. Right? Also, I heard um, because my friend was there. She said it was 50-50. Really? Yeah. I believe that. Seattle has yeah. a pretty decent fan base, and it's a vacation, all that kind of stuff. Right. I believe that. Right. Seattle's actually decent this year. They thought they had an opportunity to not get their ass kicked in SoFi Stadium. That would have been you, – you win that game, and you're helping all the other five and seven teams – 
make like a push there. And I would have liked to have seen that. I would have liked to have seen that too. I would have. Then you get a little celebratory ice cream. Yeah. Would have been nice. All right. Monday pain. I'm ready for Monday pain. We're so ready for a beer, Dean. We were supposed I to know. have a beer if the Rams won. I was too. Monday pain uh, brought to you by bet online. Oh yeah. Bet online. Oh. Ba- uh, basketball's back. And BetOnline remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at where? BetOnline. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, BetOnline features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest, always the easiest. Uh, Bet on your favorite sports and events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Head to BetOnline.ag to join. Receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use our promo code BLEAV to receive your rewards. BLEAV, a fun way to spell believe. Bet online, where the game starts. If you're playing Knicks picks and you're using Bet Online, you're doubling your money every week. It is printing money, Knicks picks is the bomb, and we place our bets with Knicks picks at Bet Online. That's what we do. BetOnline.ag, promo code believe, BLEAV. Good stuff, Sir Nick. I am going to show the tweet because now that I've learned the last time we did this segment, Nick called me out. He's like, what did we say? We want the people to know what we said. Good point. Good point. Understand. So let me read the tweet because it's another episode of Monday pain. And that's um, something we tried to avoid this week. We wanted it to be a Monday fun day, but this is the tweet. And then we had five really good top responses that I wanted to share on this week's episode. So is hashtag Monday pain any less painful today? Felt like there were a few reasons to be optimistic about what we saw, but it's not quite a fun day after losing in the final minutes. Give us your thoughts below on the state of this team and we'll read the top five later on the pod. So the first one, a familiar friend of the podcast. Nick hasn't seen any of these, so they will all be a surprise. The very first one, I'll let you read this one. I think you know this guy. His name is Chauncey and his picture looks like real life Simpsons. Big John 64. <laughs> Looks like the loss sucked, but this was the most I've enjoyed watching a Rams game since week three, maybe. Yep, I'm going to have to agree with you, my framed friend. Um, I definitely found things to enjoy. I'm standing up. I'm freaking out when they're converting first downs. Fourth and one, Wolford runs and gets five yards, and I'm going, yeah, doing the whole Frank the Tank yep, dance. Same. I'm sipping beer. I'm, I'm, I'm living in the moment. And I'm watching particular players and finding things to root for in my very own. And Nick's, pick, Nick's picks had a plus seven. So I was always – I was, you know, I was fine with the ending of the game. I would have liked to have seen them win. But even though, it, like, at, at that point, Rams were up three, a touchdown would have solidified them hitting at plus seven. So yep. I, I agree. That was a fun game. It reminded me – and I say this every week now. I hate that I keep saying it. Me sitting in my college dorm room on my MacBook watching this illegally streamed Rams game. Um, <laughs> not illegally. I was watching it through whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, and I'm like, oh, they might beat Seattle. They might do it. And, you know, they don't. Yeah, just desperate to see a win. Yeah, I was just happy just to watch them play, really. Well, I mean, they were up 23 to 20 with a little bit more than two minutes to go. So they were a defensive stop away from beating Seattle in SoFi Stadium, to essentially end Seattle's season. So what was there not to be excited about? Yeah. 
thought they gave us enough to root for, as we mentioned a few times in this episode. Next one I will read. This one's from Luke, at Luke France. Franz, two Zs. I'm excited to see guys like 2-2, Hoyt as an edge, Powell getting more action moving forward. They all looked very good yesterday. McVeigh getting creative with his play calling, i.e. all those designed runs, needs to continue moving forward into next season. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty simple, right? I mean, like these run concepts is stuff that Shanahan uses so well. It's used so well across the league. You know, the Rams have used motion so well. So to be able to get guys that are in the slot, guys that you could use as quasi-backs, quasi-receivers, guy like Brandon Powell, that's kind of the Rams' dream, right? Because they're not personnel-specific. You can come out with a different look, come out with a different personnel grouping, and still be very much successful just bringing this guy in motion, giving him a carry on a jet sweep, to you know, stretch the field on the opposite side. So I feel like that if you could mix this kind of stuff into your playbook, especially in earlier downs and distances, like you'll see a lot of that stuff get called on first and 10 or second and eight, right? Because you need eight yards, you need 10 yards. You got to kind of open up the field a little bit and open up the playbook. And then from there, you could build off of it, right? There's so many different motions and fake jet sweeps that you can kind of just build in to get linebackers and other other defenders just flowing in the opposite direction. And the whole play could move to the opposite side. I think McVeigh did a great job of scheming up a game plan in this game. And uh, he used some of the players who weren't comfortable yet with the game plan to be able to do so. I think a lot of what we saw last couple weeks before this week was more or less a forfeit. Mm-hmm. It was, who are these offensive linemen? We don't even really want Cam Akers in the building. Um, and we're just going to play to get to the end of the fourth quarter. Whereas I something something happened. McVay found motivation somewhere because there was – to see the creativity grow and get back to a point where the offense, even with a backup quarterback, can take you down the field and drive. So – that was all very exciting, and I agreed. So there, there was finally something as opposed to just you know punting the ball away and hoping for like a goal line stop because that's yep. all that that's all we had the last couple of weeks. It would have been great to get a goal line interception to end the game because I knew that they were going to get to the goal line no matter what because that's just how the defense has been this season. So and you know what was sad too? I had faith in them carrying over from the previous week because they were pretty successful against Mahomes in the red zone and Andy Reid, who always, always comes up with a good play call in the red zone. Right. So, you know, had some faith, although it was squandered in the very end by DK Metcalf, who at times seems like he's completely uncoverable. It's frustrating. Yeah, I mean, credit where credit is due. Him and Lockett together are a phenomenal one-two punch. And I remember thinking, how is Russell squandering this talent and not taking them anywhere? And then – Lo and behold, maybe Russell wasn't as great as as I had thought he was. Um, but yeah, you know, Gino's cooking with him, so good can't for really have much better of a season unless your name is Jalen Hurts. No, honestly. and what's crazy too is Seattle wins out, which they have a schedule where they potentially could win out. They have the same record going into the off season that the Rams did. Yeah, last year, last year, twelve and five, twelve and five, won the Super Bowl. Yeah. Four seed. I don't think they're going to win out. <laughs> no, me neither. <laughs> Nothing that I saw from them yesterday led me to believe that. But I'm just saying, no. like, it could. Their happen. defense is bad. Yeah, the defense is on on a lot of different levels. It's it's really bad. Yeah. 
All right, next one. You got this one? Yes. From Greg Divers at G Dive, with Sean on the strongest available truth serum, I would like to hear his comments on these fourth quarter collapses by the defense and how they're going to fix them. Sean and Raheem. Because time and time again, they seem to keep the game close going in the first half. And then the defense just doesn't hold them back anymore. Can't do anything. And they can just drive down their throat. If they want it to be a long drive, they can take as much time off the clock as they want. And if they want it to be quick, they seem to have no problem either way. I mean, it's how frustrating is that from even from an offense or from McVay specifically, who feels like I got my ass kicked five weeks in a row. I'm coming out on a six week. I'm a four and a half point favorite or underdog in my own building against Pete Carroll and a Seattle team. That's really not all that good. Seven and point. I'm seven point favorite. And I'm there. I got a three point lead with two minutes and 14 seconds left in the fourth quarter. I'm up 23 to 20. My offense scored three touchdowns. Like what else could you really ask? Two touchdowns. What else can you really ask of the team in this game? Yeah. Like you feel like you're in position to win and then it's all on Raheem Morris. And they to, have like it's not like they weren't jazzed up, you know? They're know. out there like freaking out. Bobby Wagner had a crazy interception. Yeah, um, that interception was nuts. It's Ramsey, man. It's Ramsey. And you know, he's he's a generational talent, not putting it together this year. Don't think he cares as much as he used to. I don't know if it's no, I, actually no. I take that back. I do think he he clearly cares and he's leaving everything on the field, but he's getting cooked, and that's just a fact. Yeah. Well, I mean, he so he was so hurt last year. Had both of the shoulder injuries. Uh, you know, there was a lot going on last year. This year, there's not as many excuses, but at the same time, I feel like everybody is more successful in a scheme when the other players in the scheme are more talented. Like last year. You had guys like Eric Weddle. You had guys like Darius Williams. You know, though some of those players are talented. You had more help on the backside. You know, that's that's important versus you go from from um, from Jordan Fuller to Taylor Rapp. Like it's just it's not it's not really the same. You go from Eric Weddle to Taylor Rapp. There's a severe drop off. I think Wagner's a huge upgrade. I but I expected Ramsey to be a little bit better this year. Just because you know he's forced to step up and be in some situations that he likes to be in, quite frankly, like also, he wants more traffic in his direction. You know, I'm not sure Raheem acted at all as if Donald wasn't playing because the way that they ran it, Gino, what was comfortable for a longer period of time, and if Donald was there, one of those guys probably gets to him a little quicker. But mm -hmm. that second gives the receiver enough time to like break away from Ramsey. So, and whoever, you know, and Kendrick. That's a good Scott. point. It's a so good point. I, you had to bring more people off the edge, or you, you, you had to be a little more creative because nobody is Aaron Donald besides Aaron right. Donald. Right. Right. Yeah. You had to hope that some edge rushers were going to be able to generate some natural pressure. Right. Because, like you said, like you said in the preview, you said it perfectly. Everybody's going to have to, you know, deal with um, like a one-on-one -on -one man. Nobody's just going to have a free lane to the quarterback. It's not going to be Aaron Donald consuming three players. Like these guys are actually going to have to play, and you get a full, true evaluation of what's going on when 
key players are not on the field because all eyes aren't on them. All focus isn't on them. Like, you know, I think Greg Gaines' performance last year when he had Von Miller, he was sandwiched between Von Miller and Aaron Donald. And then this year, he's got no Aaron Donald, no Von Miller. Like, I think there's a little bit of a drop-off, and it's probably because of the skill set, personnel, playmaker capability that players usually have surrounded by them. Yeah. So, tricky situation to be in. All right, this guy I know is one of your close friends, Nick. So, this is why I, I brought him on. Also, shout out to Chauncey. I, ho- I hope I didn't offend you with the Simpsons comment I made on your picture. I just love that picture. You're just a, like a friend to the pod. And I love seeing your face pop up. Um, L.A. Rams Bender at oh. Bender L.A. Uh, McVeigh did a decent job with the players he had available. Sucks to not have the pick with it being so high. At this point, our schedule will be easier next year. Lots of change coming in the summer. Super Bowl win makes me feel more patient at least. That's exactly how I feel. Yeah, I feel like that tweet, the tweet was just pulled directly from my brain. Bender did a great job there. Held back the bite my shiny metal ass comment to some of the players, which I appreciate. <laughs> um, yeah. The patience at one point it ran thin because I, I was desperate for a win. Like against new Orleans, I'm just like, this is it. Like they can at least win these games because they're better than these teams. Mm-hmm. Um, no matter who's on the field, but you know, now the patience has come back, which is nice. And it wasn't something that I wanted to see back, but at least it is back. And I can, you know, I can just think about next year. It is hard not having meaningful football in December. We have been spoiled by the McVeigh era. Um, but yeah. to think about where we've been, and it was so incredibly worth it for the banner that we got to hang. If you think about how long ago that 2017 season was where we lost to the Falcons in the wild card round, where I just got, I hadn't seen a playoff game in 13 years. And I was, I was like 22 at this point or 23. I've never drank so much in my entire life. Just celebratory alcohol, just pouring down my throat. I have no idea. Nick, you had to leave, go back to Los Angeles the next morning. Um, and I don't even think I had a chance to see you because I was so violently hung over and it was the worst hangover that I ever had because I woke up, you were gone. I forgot what had happened. And I was just like, Oh my God, how the hell did I even do this to myself? Yeah. But- two, two really bad muff punts. They should have been a fun team in that playoff run. And since that game, like there was a feeling that came over me that I don't know if I knew how to handle it yet. Like it was this new era of football where I was watching meaningful football in January and I was a fan of a really good team. And this, this new era was so evident that I just had to drink as much as I possibly could to deal with the, all of the emotions that I, that were overcoming me. And um, I think you it, were like, it didn't work well, I don't yeah. think you were 22, 23, maybe 24, maybe six years ago, 23. Yeah. yeah, it was a long time ago. You were probably 21, maybe 22. Yeah, um, but the reason why I say that is because everything's been so meaningful and emotional since then, right? So it's good to just kind of have a little bit of patience. You just can kind of sit back, watch it with a different lens and try to enjoy the game for what it is. It's right. not going to be not going to be nice to you every year. Unfortunately, it's a mean game. And sometimes you go through 20 year, you know, withdrawals of winning. And Bender knows, you know, he's been a fan. Like we haven't had it good. Our our entire we're not the Patriots, even though you know, obviously before Brady, they weren't anything special. But you, you 
Super Bowls are rare. They're they're rare. Brady and and you know um, Tomlin make you think that they can come you know quick and often, but you have to be perfect. You have to be lucky, and you have to have a lot of things go your way. And for us to you know be able to do this podcast and like watch that progression of them like get to the Super Bowl, lose, have two bad seasons, and then get back to the Super Bowl and win. I wouldn't have it any other way. I mean, it it was perfect. That yeah. was last minute detail. Super Bowl was worth it. Yep. If you saw this picture on social media, you understand. I would buy a T-shirt mock-up of that jersey combo where it's half and half. That is yeah. very cool. He's got the Coliseum patch on there. He's got the both Super Bowl patches on there. Yeah. That's a super fan. The last one, Nick, I need you to read this one because it's from a, another very good friend of the podcast. Okay. Ramzilla at E. Lister. Uh, wh- why don't you read it, Dean? <laughs> Hoyt equals Manimal. I didn't want to say his name wrong. Hoyt. Michael Hoyt. Dad, dad was saying to me yesterday, is it Hoyt? Is it Hoyt? I, like, how do you say the name? Like, because it was like this guy looks like JJ Watt. Like, this is I'm glad this that on Christmas we'll have a Rams game to watch, and they could potentially win that game because it's against Denver. So, yeah, fun to watch. Something, I haven't been able to watch a game. In, uh, some original programming. Yeah, we yeah. haven't watched a single game this year together yet. Maybe that's why. Have we watched one? No, no, I think that's why they, you know, that's probably, I'm sorry, everybody. Me and Dean haven't watched the game together yet. That's part of the reason why they haven't been doing so well. Quite sad. Yeah. Quite sad. That's what yeah. happens when you're across the country. Mm-hmm. We're doing what we can to keep the show rolling. Yeah, I think we're doing okay. Yeah, I think we're doing fine. How about those Raiders, Nick? We got the Raiders on Thursday, so we're not going to be able to come out with an episode prior to that. The Raiders. So we want to spend a couple minutes on the Raiders. Yeah, sure. I mean, I'm going to the game. I got some buddies from from USC when I was there, uh, from Oakland. They're coming down, and I got to, my one friend who, um, actually from Korea, believe it or not. He's. I'm trying to get him to wear a Rams jersey. My other friend's trying to get him to wear a Raiders jersey, and I'm like, dude, look, it's gonna be a Raiders home game for sure. <laughs> so just rock some Rams gear with me and let's just have some fun. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a good time. I'm really, I'm really, really looking forward to it. Um, but yeah, yeah there's, no, there's six point favorites, you. Nick. I mean, maybe your friend is right to wear a Raiders Jersey. Vegas. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to try to find a Like I'm going to get somebody anytime touchdown score or something. I'm going to, I'm going to put some cheese on it in some way, but yeah, I, you should. You definitely should. How. Vegas likes Vegas is all I will say in this game. Six point favorites. That's a pretty well, big something's spread. Give with Vegas, they're not really that good. I I, I said it every week, so I can't. People are just collecting their wins from the Rams. So, I mean, how could if you're the Rams, how do you not just copy paste that same game plan and try to run it back on Thursday? Like, yeah. how do you even have time to prepare for something else? <laughs> you know what I mean? With the game on Thursday coming off of a loss, four o'clock. What? Put I like they talked about playing Perkins as well as Wolford, and every time they cut to Wolford, he had another um, sleeve of like injury on him. Well, dude, it's I mean it's it's insane. So the Matthew Stafford injury, they said it's a spinal cord, um, a spinal cord bruise, right? So it's not like career ending, it's not career threatening, you know, nothing like that. So it's 
you know, it's going to be something that they're going to continue to monitor throughout the rest of the season. But, you know, if it keeps them out this year, that's fine. But a, a neck injury is rare. So it's a fairly rare injury in the NFL, especially to a quarterback. Wolford has a neck injury also. So there's two guys that have neck injuries. And then Bryce Perkins, his Twitter account is to the neck, like to the neck, because he had a neck injury in college and got surgery. And now he's he's playing football and he's, you know, he's a third string quarterback for the Rams. But like three, how do you have three guys that have neck injuries that have played quarterback like this that's funny, the kind of, i'm sorry it's not funny but it's the kind of year that they're having this year it's, it almost doesn't make sense no it's it's unfathomable really um but that's that's the 2022 rams yeah it sure is yeah it's tough the raiders are um i mean they have as much star power as as the rams did before the season started Right, yeah, you're the talking about, are good and, and and they're probably going to win. In in all honesty, I don't think they're that good. I think it, it'll be a game, but I just think that the six point spread is a little bit high considering the game is going to be at SoFi. No, 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 no. There are so I mean, look, I'm I'm going to say this time and time again. I love Rams fans. I'm a Rams fan. You're a Rams fan. We come from a family or a dad of Rams fan. The rest well, there's no fans. home field advantage. I see what you're saying. I'm there's, just saying versus having not, to travel. Not Raiders are, are prominent. Raiders fans are huge in LA. They are big. They are big time. And a lot of people last year at work would be repping Rams gear. And I'm like, I thought you were a Raiders fan. And they'll be like, Oh, well, yeah, we, you know, so they, I, they have love for the Rams. They do. But wait, you know, if, if you want to get cut and dry, they have so much Raiders gear that they're going to wear. This is probably going to be and, – and I'm going to be there, so I'll be able to give you a detailed report. It's probably yeah. going to be 70-30, especially because now if the Raiders win and they go on a run, who's to say? They, they could get in. There's enough time. Lots of it, they did the same thing last year, didn't they? Yeah. They did. Well, they, they they, kind of. They did a little better to start the year, but yeah. Yeah, they were better to start the season, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm just saying you get to avoid any kind of travel. You don't have to go play in Allegiant Stadium, which is going to be 100% Raiders fans. Right. And a, probably a couple Cowboys fans, just because there's always like seven Cowboys fans at every single sporting venue at all times. Um, but it's it's going to be interesting. I mean, they have the star power. Like, they have Devontae Adams. They have Josh Jacobs. You know, there's there's enough on the defensive side of the ball. You know, you got Crosby. You got Rocky Sin. You know, there's enough personality on both sides of the ball. I just don't have six points. It's a lot. Uh, I don't know. I maybe you know, potentially they cover. Maybe it's not even a close game coming off of a short week. Maybe the Vegas feels like the Rams just put together their best possible game plan, play against a seven and five Seahawks team. I'm I'm not sure. Yeah. I I'm I'm not, I'm gonna try not to touch it and do like an anytime touchdown score bet and then just yeah, that's it. Yeah, I think that's smart. Yeah. Maybe take uh, the Iconics Garonic score anytime. No shot. Although, yeah, he's limited this week with a shoulder injury, so maybe you don't do that. Parlay. Maybe go to Atwell. Down with John Wolford interception. <laughs> yeah, if you could take a John Wolford interception, then yeah, you take that. Although he's limited in practice. Or he didn't even practice today, John Wolford. Good. So, I mean, I, I feel like you could expect Bryce Perkins in this game. I hope so. Yeah, the injury report was um, was pretty interesting. Show me 16. Let me see who's on the injury report for this week. It is Aaron Donald, obviously. 
Troy Hill. It's limited today, so it looks like you're going to get Troy Hill back in this game, which is nice. Draven Howard, haven't seen any of him all year. I mean, he's not going to be back next year. It's enough with him. He can't even get on the field. Terrell Lewis, back injury, did not practice. Another guy that's been a disappointment this year. David Long, huge disappointment. Groin injury, did not practice. Lance McCutcheon has a shoulder injury. He didn't practice either. It's another guy I would like to see on the field to continue to develop, but if you got other guys out there, we'll be fine. Skronik was limited, and then Wolford did not practice. Hmm. So Yeah, Wolford might not play. No, yeah, there's a good chance that Wolford doesn't play. We're probably yeah. going to be watching Bryce Perkins, which would probably make you happy. Yeah. Considering the circumstances. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Yeah, I would say so. I'm jealous of you that you're going to the game, uh, but in typical fashion, if you're going, they will probably lose. Yes. <laughs> And you can't even get a cheeseburger sub anymore. We heard from the great Dalai Rama that they're no longer available. Are you serious? I never have one. No, they're no longer available in SoFi Stadium. I am hurt. We'll have to make them ourselves when you come home. I ha- Yeah, I have, to, uh, I have to eat there. I've never eaten there. Can you believe that? I mean, you get a taco. I'm not even really sure what else is there besides the sub. Yeah. And I would look for it. I just never found it. I'm always just too invested in the game, but whatever. I got really lucky during the Super Bowl. There was a venue right behind me. So it was like I literally just walked off to the right, and they were just like stands of cheeseburger subs all wrapped up. I got lucky. How many did you eat? Just one. Dude, I don't know how you did that. Have you ever been at the point of hunger where you're so hungry that anything will do, especially at halftime of the Super Bowl, you're like, I just have to have some food. I mean, how, like, what was running through your head when they were on that game-winning drive? Like, they're going to do it, or? Yeah, they're going to do it. They just kept going to Cooper Cup. My thought process was when he got hit and went down, I was like, that's the end of the game. We're screwed. If Cooper Cup can't come back onto the field, we're done. But he got right back up, and then they went right back to him. And you knew that um, they just had the matchup all day. I I was a wreck at home i couldn't even imagine i watch these games now my heart's beating and i'm like i can't do this anymore. <laughs> no i know no i know i'm trying to remember who was the player that he, he caught the touchdown over in the end of the game apple yeah eli apples from Voorhees. yeah so he's from the town right next to us so like i'm familiar with who he's catching the ball over i'm watching to see if apple was like strolling over to go take another shot to cover him again and he knew they were just going to go right back at him. There's just there's like an overwhelming aura of confidence. I feel like after the NFC Championship game, it was their season. They beat the 49ers in their stadium. They get to host the Super Bowl. Like it was just it was teed up so perfect for them. Yeah, it was great. I yeah. never hedged. Never hedged my Super Bowl bet. No, you shouldn't have. Although I had Aaron Donald as my Super Bowl MVP, I probably would have won like 500 bucks. He should have been. Which I thought he probably should have been, but Cooper Cup was Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup was cool. Yeah. I mean, I still think 99 on that ring would have been way cooler, but I don't know. Cooper Cup, you tell he's just the whole offense all the way I from mean, that moment, that whole last season to the second he got hurt. Third and to stop him on third and one and then again on fourth and one. I don't know. Like, that's like they were close to field goal range. That kid was hitting like every field. I don't, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. McPherson. Yeah, yeah McPherson was on fire in the offseason. No, I remember. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That run, it was the run on third and one. Like, yeah. how did you not get that? 
Yeah, was it P. Ryan? The Kavir. I think it was P. Ryan. For some yeah, reason, it wasn't Mixon, which also makes no sense. Uh, well, uh, we got a game Thursday. Yep. Got more Rams football coming up. Yep. Thank you guys for listening, for being a part of this. I'll be at the game. Uh, I'll be tweeting out where I'm at. If anybody wants to come hang out with me and my college buddies, all SC guys, uh, shotgun a beer for you. I have so many in my freaking fridge right now. Um, so <laughs> I'm going to be bringing all of them and just leaving them there. That sounds good. Yeah, please link up with Nick. Please, please do some Ram Brothers love. Make sure you wear Ram and shout. Um, Dean is Falco, and you are Star Fox, and you get a free beer. (laughs) Deep cut. If somebody could, somebody listens this deep into the episode and pulls that line out on Thursday night, I'll give you a twelve pack. I'll send it right to your home. Yeah, don't worry. And a free shirt. (laughs) And a free shirt. And whatever else you want, also, and fifty bucks. Just kidding. All right. Everybody look for Nick in his Rams Brothers shirt on Thursday night. We love you guys. I'm not going to wear my <laughs> Brothers shirt. Why not? I, yeah, I don't know. Because I want to wear a jersey. Yeah, no, I got you. All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. We'll talk to you soon. I'll be in Bone 17 Woods. I'll see you there, guys. Love it. Love it. Good jersey. Peace. Peace. Go Rams. <laughs>